like boys and girls in relationships and girls and girls and boys and boys do to each other. We get each other's worked up. So many, so many things to discuss. First of all, yeah. let's see your finger. Let me see. Let me take a look at this thing. Okay. So for all you <laughs> late to the party, Jenna, Jenna tried to take her finger off making cabbage. And, uh, it's I, getting so much better though. Look. I don't know how I am supposed to stay in the marriage with that sort of thing. Uh huh. Because, I mean, I, the vows do say for better or for worse. But, I've been for worse with you for like 30 years. So yeah, but I didn't have... The occasional for worse with me. <laughs> that's true. But I didn't offer you a Civil War wound. That, yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of have, yes, I actually, I if you think about it. Oh, much worse. I have a give, C- give her a little thinky through. You'll find it. I have a C-section scar that was bigger than yours. I have two of them on top of each other. Yeah, but mine's longer. My C-section scar is longer than yours. So they, people probably don't know what we're talking about. I had a surgery. Yeah, we know you had the big surgery and it left a C-section scar that you... Mine's longer than yours. ...had the audacity to think you could compete with my C-section scar. You had like a foot of colon taken out. I had two children taken out. I don't know. I guess they're kind of equal. Your <laughs> all depends on what lens you're looking at it through. What was taken out of you turned out to be far more charming and life fulfilling than, than a poop tube. Than, than, an <laughs> than your poop tube. Than an infected colon with a <laughs> with an infection. Um, but that was in the past, and now I'm just left with a really cool C-section scar. Yeah. Uh, but when you cut your finger, I was not the biggest help. I'll just let you comment. I don't want to. Here, put you down here's by the thing. saying you literally pieced out on me. Yeah, I pieced out. So I'm not. You're not great in those kind of situations. I may have been better pre-surgery, but the yeah. last, the surgery and all the. The stuff you went through kind of uh, made you have no buffer. No buffer for injuries, None, no buffer. wounds, gapes, <laughs> gaping, yeah. pulsating blood and tendons. I just. Yeah. So you. You hit you, your limit. Yeah, and then so you cut your finger, yeah. and you're a brave girl, and you were just holding it, and there was blood all over the kitchen and all over the house. I just wanted to see if I could seal it up on my own, because yeah. I, I just find it annoying to have to go in for stitches. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was compassionate. I wasn't like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. That's awful. What do you want to do? And, she, and you were like, I'm going to try to cover. I'm, I'm going to apply pressure, pressure and give it another hour. Yeah. And see if it starts attaching back at all. And then and it wasn't. I was like, "Well, if it doesn't, you, you know, you, we'll go to we'll go to the ER." We'll no, 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 we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. We'll get that. 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 So then, an hour later, you're you were still pulsing blood, mm-hmm. and still squirting out mm-hmm. like a Civil War wound, and you kept trying to show me. You had to show me. I'm a little bit like that. Yeah, and I was like, I, I don't, I'm okay with your description of, is it healed or not? And you're like, I want to show you this. Fucking- I really like showing people oh my, my wound. God, it's okay. But I, I know it's a silly little quirk of mine. I didn't want to see it. I understand. So we made the decision that you needed to go to the ER. Yeah. And that's where I officially did the first time I've ever done this in 30 years. In you handed me off to someone I, else. I was because I'm a pretty fucking good husband and loyal to the bone. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think. I think you're good on. I, th- you, you I can think do this with your friend. I think you can do this with your buddy. Yeah. Because I don't really want to sit in an ER. Been in a few of them the last few years. Yeah. 
and didn't really want to sit in an ER with you and see blood squirting all over the nurses and stuff. I think you're <laughs> so, overly dramatizing. I, I'm overreacting on the, on the blood squirting. But the point is, is I didn't go with you to the ER. No. And it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. I wouldn't say it was the best thing well, ever happened. Well, it went, ended up being a really lovely evening. You went with a you went with your buddy. Got yeah. to have some bonding time with a buddy. It's always good to have bonding time in an ER. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I did many ER well, trips by whoever my... Whoever saw our podcast with Coco, it was with Coco. Coco and I went. Um, uh, she was called, here it's, already. It's so. called The Godmother. The Godmother episode. That's Coco. And so Coco and I went because she was already here. And um, we ended up, we went to like a private ER that my friend's been to here in Austin that she really loved. It's like a small little ER. Yep. Little quaint ER small you Small but me. mighty. Yep. Um, just like the luck I have when I go into Starbucks or restaurants, I, I have a knack or ice cream you shops totally of do. arriving right at the quiet time. And then within three minutes, people start coming in behind me and oh. lining up. I thought you were going to say something magical always happens. Well, because you always have a magical happen. Something happen. Go ahead. Yeah. But I got there. There was like nobody there. I was the only one there. Right. And, and then right after I arrived and got checked in, then people started coming. Um, but I got all of the service before other people got routed in. Anyway, so it turns out the nurse, um, is this lovely, lovely woman named Kathy who on Fear the Walking Dead, I play a nurse, uh, June. She is a super fan of mine. How On Fear the Walking Dead. In this small little quaint ER. Yeah. A super fan. I, I mean, and she's so cool. And I, I, of course, anytime I meet a nurse who's a fan of the show, I always am like, how am I doing? Am I, am I, because when I have to do the medical stuff, I, I really don't want to be that actor that has the medical people at home going, that's not what you do. Like, totally. I don't want to be that actor. Totally. So I'm always working with our medic on the show or whoever, or the consultant or whoever I'm, to make sure I'm doing right by the nurses. And so I was like, I'm so glad you're a fan. That is so, she's like, I love June and talking about the story. And I said, please tell me when you're watching, because she's like, I love June because she was a trauma nurse in ER and I've done that. That's what I do. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and she's like, you totally nail it. And it, such a it, high five. So that made me just feel good that I'm doing right such by a the high registered five. nurses. So yes. High five. And see, that's why it's so great that I didn't go. Right. I don't even remember what I did. I just didn't I left go. you at the dining room table with your laptop, and I'm not sure what happened from there. <laughs> All I know is you came back a couple of hours later, because, you know, ERs can be like 10 hours later. I know. And you came back just a couple of hours later with your finger all sewn back on. And like skipping in with so much joy. Oh my God. Because Kathy made it awesome. You made a friend, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's why it's really good that that other people get certain handoffs. Right. I think it's okay. Turned out really good. You've been a great husband for 30 years. 31 it, look, If it years. was an emergency where I was in danger, oh, come of on. course you wouldn't have left my side. We have. We've I was been there sitting there like, blah, 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 I'm yeah. fine. For the record, my wife is far low key on injuries where you can't, I'm tough. I'm tough. you can't reg What actually weirds me out with if an, Jenna gets an injury or something, I get weirded out because I don't even know this is such a weird thing to talk about on the podcast. I get super weirded out because when you get really injured, you get kind of cheerful because you, you have such a bright disposition in life. You say, I'm going to be cheerful about this. And I've seen some injuries where you're like, oh, I think the, 
I think the, I'm going to use an example. I think the femur is totally cracked. And I'm like, <laughs> like that. So you, when you were like cheerful about your finger, I was like, like, I didn't know what was occurring. I mean, I remember during your C-section. I was paralyzed you, from the neck down. But still, like there was a curtain <laughs> below was like a Civil War wound table where like intestines are placed next. And, the, and then you were like, with cures of joy. Because I'm paralyzed and had no idea my guts were outside of my body. Totally. So you were outside. That must have been really weird for you. So what I saw on one side was <laughs> Jenna crying in joy outside of her body spiritually in some... Bringing new life into the world. In some Siddhartha moment of enlightenment. And the other side was like intestines placed aside, gaping wound, civil war, operating... Uh, like, and like a baby face and coming you were, out. Yeah, and you were, and you were like... And so, and then it had to happen <laughs> to me so twice. Weird. Then it happened to me twice. That is weird. Um, so sometimes you get cheerful the more injured you get. Yeah. That's and, how I decide to attack it. Right. And yeah. I, I now get this weird heart thing, like not heart thing, not literally, but like a stomach It makes thing. you jittery, huh? Yeah. When you get injured and you're like looking at me all bright, I'm like, is this the moment where she dies and, cheer- and cheerfully uh-huh. <laughs> is like, I always loved you. And then she dies. Like uh-huh. I get that kind of. But that's because I'm writing a lot, so I'm probably always in like the third act of I things. I think you're just wired real tight. <laughs> I think I'm in the just wired. A one little thing tight-yo. I found about myself is I'm writing. I get everything becomes cinematic to me. Oh yeah. And I've done this before, where I start thinking about terms, things in the terms of like the third act, and meaning like how the film would go. Right. So I'm just. So I couldn't tell if this is like... Living in a box of your imagination. Yeah, I wasn't like, is this what happens that leads to the other scene? <laughs> Where <laughs> it, it cuts to me on a road trip with my two kids? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or, or is this just a small finger cut? Right. Because I couldn't tell by your expression, because I can't tell anymore. I remember there was a short period of time, <laughs> way back in the 90s, yeah. when I wrote uh, for like two weeks, maybe even less. But I remember during that period of time when I started writing that script, and it's still a really good idea, actually. It's still an idea. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was in a complete made-up reality world in my imagination creating, and I'd take a break to go for a walk, and I was not in the present moment. I was in my invented reality of that I was creating it. I think so just, I really understand. Yeah, I think you just described a lot of my life these days as, yeah. I, as I'm writing... I think that's why, too, like... (sighs) What? What? It's so hard to keep the boys from distracting you when you're trying to write. Oh, yeah. We had a row today. We had a row. And I tried to... You... You... You don't like saying no to the boys or refusing them or rejecting them from your space. Uh, But you have the right as an adult and a creative working person to demarcate your time and space to work zone. Can I back it up a little bit? So, it's a weak point of mine in that I didn't grow up with my dad right yeah so I love my dad but I didn't really know him until I was like 13 or 14 and then we were more friends and we've been friends ever since so I didn't grow up with a dad and I only saw him a couple times a year and then as I got older I saw him a lot so when I had sons it was like a thing for me like be there for my kids Uh uh-huh right so but there's a grayscale. I know but I have the hardest time so we homeschool our kids and I I'm writing in my home office so everyone's in the fucking house and when I'm in a zone of writing, the worst thing you want is some kid going, Mama said I could have pizza today and... <laughs> Just barging in. So I or, I have 
Here, just go oh, grab something for me. Oh, go get that little black beaded thing. Go on. Oh, go grab it. Just grab it. So. Just grab it. Because we're going to talk about how... No, just one. I don't need the whole pile. How would I know it's one? Just grab one. <laughs> how do I know it's one? This is See Jenna's... protest? This, this is, is Jenna's idea. This okay. is what Jenna's idea was. Well, you love Hawaii. I love Hawaii. And these were from our Hawaii... See, you love Hawaii. This is from our Hawaii trip some years ago. This is the male... The ladies get the, the flowers. The men get this. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is a great idea when you're working... And you don't want the boys to distribute. You hang this on your door, your office door. And so they see it and they go, oh, okay, don't go in and bother data. There's a symbol. Humans use symbols in life to communicate. So I thought, and it's beautiful. It has an aesthetic to it. You like negated it. You the, took it off. You refused the it. The sound of this thing clanking against the door every time I'm in, I'm going in to write. Well, it only clanks as you're walking in. <laughs> well, it no. doesn't. Clank no, when it's it hanging there still and no Anytime I go get you. water, coffee, a snack, a bathroom okay. break, it's like a massive clank. Okay. So okay. I don't... So... Well, I can get a little sign to hang on your door. Maybe, yeah. Or we just buy you a sprinter van and put it in the driveway and kick you out. Yeah, maybe so. That's what that's what your buddy does. Um, so anyway, the kids came in and out and I lost it because I was like, I said I'm writing. You guys got to honor that. And then... Then I got a little frustrated with Jenna because I was like, in my head, I was like, why didn't you have that? <laughs> why didn't you have this? You, you knew that I was going to be needing some help. And then she came marching Well, out. do you remember I said to you, I'm about to get ready for blah, blah, blah. Do you need anything? Yeah. And, and you were but, like, nope. Because I thought everything had been taken care of with them. Oh, okay. I, I'm just trying to be cool, but I kind of thought maybe you should have just sketched it I didn't out. know you were going to start working. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Anyhow, anyhow, better communication solves everything. So my so, poor kids got a little bit of, and yeah, I, hate. I got a little like hysterical this morning <laughs> with like, dad is trying to write you guys. We say this. And then if dad closes the door, then just don't go in there. Okay. What a lot. I'd love to know in your comments, what a lot of you guys do about work from home, work from home with kids, work from home with kids. That is a situation. I mean, Fuck. And you have a door you can close. A lot of people are working from home in their living rooms where there's not but, even a door they can But you close. know, I imagine most kids just go to school. Like our kids are homeschooled. Yeah, but during the pandemic, very... when it was intense and the schools were closed. Yeah, you're right. Or if, if kids get sent home because of an outbreak, they're yeah. home. Yeah, or the home. freeze or weather or snow. There's things that close schools down during this period of time we're all in. Yeah. So. And you have a door to close. I did close it. But you didn't lock it. That was I the kid's big it. things. Like, oh, he didn't lock it. So we thought we could go in. I'm like, why doesn't he lock the door? You're an adult and you have rights. When I lock it, what happens is they they do that and then they go, dad, dad. And so, so we have to hang a sign. So I just figure it's unlocked. Like a little sign. And then it, they come in and they see me writing and they... Like a do not disturb. Yeah. No, they don't come in. And it I, breaks your train of thought. And I also have a hard time saying no to them about it. You got to sort that out. Because there's differentiation. Just because your dad wasn't there for you. You're home all day. They get plenty of you. It's okay to have three hours where you're not with your children. I'm a softie with them. Three hours. I'm a softie. What's a big deal? They're with you the other like gajillion hours. All right. Well, anyway. Kush, kush, kush. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a friend slap of self-discipline. Always ends with me getting... A, do you notice that a lot of our talks end with me getting a correction? Almost <laughs> every... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not 
talking about something I fucked up with today. <laughs> Probably we're not because I'm not bringing anything up purposely because happy wife, happy life. And I found, okay, so I found that. in every argument, it's better if I just, if it ends with me getting corrected. <laughs> I just find like life is much easier if the argument ends with me getting a correction. Here's what lesson. we need to do. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. Or maybe we don't need to do this. <laughs> oh my God. Our friends mm -hmm. do martial arts together as a married couple with a trainer and oh. they fight each other physically. We, well, but they do it so gracefully and respectfully. I don't know if we could maintain. I have two friends that do Muay Thai, I think. And the guy does not throw punches or kicks at the girl that he can't control. Meaning... He's tr throwing controlled punches, like right. ones that he know knows that she's ready for. Yeah, but it happens fast, like they're trained. Right, and the kicks, it's within a set of agreements, right? Yeah, of like a mutual. But, but the girl is beyond tough, and will mm -hmm. get a scuff on the chin, or a smack on the you know, like a they have pads. And I watched him, and and even though he's holding back to the degree that he's holding back and having it controlled where she's prepared for it, so she's not getting like a flush thing and. Uh, I was blown away, first of all, how tough she was, how smart he was with the fighting that it was controlled. And then I was like, in a million fucking years, that would never work with you and I. No. It, like... No. Uh, I would really love to, but I don't know if I could control myself. You would never not take the opportunity to floor me. Like, it would be... I We would hate each other. I could never... Or we'd start laughing. But how they did that so gracefully and made it a sport? It's because... Here's what it is. They are able to do it within a confine of a certain set of agreements. Right. Of, okay, a scuff is okay. Yeah. Uh, this is okay. With you and me, I wouldn't feel satisfied with a scuff. But I think if you were allowed... If we had the, the training ability to defend ourselves from what we want to throw at each other, then it's within the confines of, go for it. And like, yeah, I know how to block, so it's okay. It, it's, you it's, know how to block, so it's okay. Bring your best game. It's inconceivable to me. Uh -huh. I'm like, they were at the point, they've been doing this for a few years, where he could get a little bit of a, on her and she'd be like, oh, good one. Or, or she does a great block and in the middle of it, he's like, nice block. Or she's like, oh, good kick. Like within the middle of their fighting. I don't even know that I could now, play that way But here's you. what's amazing, right? Yeah. You know, you and I have a marriage that humor is a huge part of it. And we've talked about, like, if one of us were, like, caught, like, if, if like, you were caught, you know, fucking the, a soccer player from Brazil, I would mm -hmm. laugh. It'd be hysterical right. to me. Okay, and other people hear that and they're like, what? And I'm right. like, I don't know. You just have to understand Jen and I have been friends for 31 years. We're best friends. The and we don't cheat on each other. We, we don't have an open marriage. We, we're not, never we haven't have, been with anyone in 30 years except each other. 31 years. I'm hoping that when you say you haven't been with anyone in 30 years. At 30, I just cut off. Okay. I'm like, we've made it 30. We're good. Like, so, okay. so for 31 years, we haven't been. But the idea of it is funny to us. And we're not significant or tight about it. Yeah. And other people hear that and they're like, what? Or I could tell you anything and you could tell me anything. Yeah. Okay. And other people in their marriages, I've talked to, watched the podcast, like, I don't, in a million fucking years, I couldn't talk about what you guys talk about in front of my spouse. Yeah. That's how fighting is to me. I can't conceive the idea of being in a ring with you. Mm -hmm. I couldn't conceive in a trillion years throwing a punch or a kick that landed on you. I couldn't. I, like, I, because you love me and don't want to hurt me? Yes. Or because you're scared you might actually hurt me? 
Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Um, Aren't, did you just say the same thing? No, one's like... One's... I'd be afraid of hitting you or hurting you. Right. But I'm so tough. Yes, that isn't the question. I'm really strong. Tougher than most men, stronger than most men. But the idea of hitting or hurting you, how could I... It's inconceivable to me. Yeah. And the other thing is, I don't think I could take your face trying to hurt me. Like, mm. it's so interesting that we found mm. an area that I can't conceive of doing with you. Yeah. I could talk about anything with you. Yeah. I could literally be like, I, if you said to me tomorrow, tomorrow I'm leaving you, I, I, I... You'd be like, finally, Jesus Christ. I would be like, really? Do you need me to help you pack? That's what you'd say. <laughs> and then you'd be like, when you would turn and walk away from me, you'd be like this. Yes. I would go to my black... You would have a little relief for a sec. You would be kind of relieved. I'm like, the fuck out of this house. No. We are together so much. No. But I, I'm amazed at how free we are together, yeah. but I couldn't ever spar with you. Yeah. Ever. And that blew me away that they could do that. I'm like... They're like doing toddler sparring. It's like... Wait, did you see it? The video I sent you? Yeah. It's... They're kicking and punching. They're, huh. just, they're just controlled because they're good... They know how to block and counter. Right. But they're, when you watch it, it's like, it looks I don't know if I would be able to control not going full lioness. I know. Because I'm competitive I know. in that way. I know. When it comes to, and it's because I grew up with all, I grew up with five boys. Four across the street and my older brother. What? Nothing. I'm listening. No, you had like a whole orchestra, a whole symphony started playing when I said that. I just saw it in your eyes. What was that? Your story about the cul-de-sac with five boys has come up maybe 49 times. Well, it's a point of reference. It's We've talked about your upbringing 49 times. What's the difference? Probably more than 49 about my upbringing. But go ahead. What's the difference? I don't know. You use that as an excuse of why you're tough. You're an just excuse? tough. excuse? Or, or as a reason. You're just tough. Yeah, but that was a contributing factor is I was not going to be overtaken by four boys being assholes. Is that the, what, like, were they in a position where they were fighting you? Like, why? No, not fighting, but they would bully up on me with oh, antics. I didn't know that. And you play hide and go seek and then you push and tackle each other and it was like okay. physical roughhousing and well, I was like... I never felt comfortable being like a girl around boys. Right. I felt like I needed to keep up with the boys so that they wouldn't overboy me. I don't know. Does that make sense? Or yeah, no? it does. I, I don't feel know. It, as a guy, if I feel it, it every day in the marriage. Absolutely. Okay, got it. <laughs> so you think, because you said as an excuse, yeah, for why I'm tough, yeah. You're I, like, I said, are you're you, like, it's not because you grew up with five boys. Because I think you're just, just tough. I'm just tough. Yeah. I don't, because I think that's like your, the nice reason you've come oh, up with. Of I like, see. oh, the cul-de-sac with five boys. I'm like, oh, the cul-de-sac with five boys. I'm like, I just I remember just think I was tough. trying to keep up with them because I didn't want to feel like a girl who couldn't do as many push-ups or a girl that couldn't shoot the basket and make it. Okay. I didn't like feeling like they could make the basket and I couldn't because I was a girl. I just think you have that. It doesn't matter. Who cares what the reason is? I'm a tough motherfucker. The point is, is I okay. would never fucking spar with you. You wouldn't hold back. You would try to knock me unconscious. And then I'd be stuck, like not being able to fight back. It would be awful. It would be a horrible experience for me. It sounds horrible to me. And they looked like they were having so much fun doing that. Right. I could never. 
I just feel like maybe at a certain point, if you and I started doing Ugh. it, we'd start laughing. Ugh. Ugh. I God. Think we'd... <laughs> Gives me genuine, like, discomfort in my stomach. Oh. Yeah, like, you trying to hit me? Right. You... See, I like the challenge <laughs> of going, all right, bring it. That makes me excited. You're like, I can, I can, like, for you to go, like... <laughs> What if, like, I've, I've sparred my whole life boxing. Yeah, like, so what if you hit me? I'll just hit you back. But I could, like, break a jaw. Well, I'll break your jaw back. And then we'll both be on liquids. just gotten a great impression of hitting me so hard that I need a fucking straw. Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. That made me laugh so hard <laughs> that we both would have to have like our jaw wired shut. <laughs> oh my god. That would happen to us though. Okay. Oh, that makes me laugh. Well I guess you and I are going to do a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> one night only the elfman elfman versus elfman elfman, elfman pay-per-view one night only a dollar 97 watch them break each other's jaws and then try to kiss it out tonight uh, all oh right oh my god thank you for the laugh we love you guys hang in there